It's hard for me to believe, but it's been over 12 years since I wrote a book called Untamed Christian and Unleashed Church. It's, it's about the Holy Spirit. Actually, the subtitle is The Extravagance of the Holy Spirit in Life and in Ministry. Something a little bit ironic about this book. I think I had more fun, uh, more joy, uh, more motivation in writing this book than uh, maybe any of the other books I've written. And yet, it is by far the worst-selling book, and uh, I can't even explain why. It There's a reason, and I'm not sure what that is. But I mention it because over and over again in my life, and in almost every book I've written, I talk about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. This is it's just very important to me. I, I just know how little I have to offer in life apart from the Holy Spirit's presence moving through me, moving in me. And that beautiful teaching that comes from Scripture that when we become a Christian, the Holy Spirit indwells us and He helps us to live according to the principles of the kingdom. And the Holy Spirit gives us gifts and then empowers us to move forward. And I just never tire of coming back to this particular theme. And I know we've talked about the Holy Spirit before in on Slingstones, but it's on my mind again, uh, as it is almost every day. And I'm, I'm doing this talk coming up. Actually, it's going to be tomorrow night in which there's going to be some folks gathering and I'm going to talk about the ministry of the Holy Spirit again. And so my mind's on it. And I, I picked up the book, uh, Untamed Christian, today. I haven't looked at it for years. And I had written these words. As a whole, the local church of the United States is in a bit of trouble. After a lot of years of church growth strategies, a lot of congregations are small and declining. And by the way, that's particularly true today as we've faced into COVID and online church and so forth. So forth. It's not that the people leading these churches aren't dedicated. They are. They serve sacrificially. And many of them are very educated and certainly gifted. Some of them are seminary trained and the brightest people in the world who could have very successful careers in the marketplace. And yet, we in the American church may not be identified any longer as the people of the presence. Because the question is raised when we gather, does the presence of the Holy Spirit manifest in our midst? Now, to go on and read in another section, I said this, I don't have in mind a particular set of manifestations, you know, linked to this whole idea of God being present. I'm not trumpeting a certain look or tone or set of standards. I'm not interested in prioritizing a level of ecstatic utterance or falling, jumping, running, anything else. What I am interested in, I write, is an outpouring of the presence of God that clearly and consistently identifies us as God's people. An outpouring of the Spirit that births genuine love for Christ and love for one another, increased practical holiness, a deeper transformation, and certainly more power for kingdom ministry in the church and in our lives. The last sentence I'll read says this, I long for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that increases boldness in witness, involvement in the community, and a prophetic voice 
against injustice. A few words from Untamed Christian Unleashed Church. In preparation for what I'm going to be doing tomorrow evening, which won't be tomorrow evening by the time you hear this, I've been looking again at the verses of the first part of the book of Acts. It talks about how Jesus spent 40 days teaching about the kingdom of God to his followers after the resurrection. Now, you know, there's a basic principle that probably the last thing a person says should be the most important thing. And so this is what Jesus says. Don't leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father has promised. Wait for the gift my father has promised. Now, this idea of waiting is not be preoccupied doing other things. It means a very intentional anticipation, positioning, wanting this gift. And in this case, the gift that the father promised is the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus spoke about this. It's written quite a bit in John 14, 15, 16. And that Jesus said, it's good for me to go away, that he would come. And and Jesus says, look, when you're here, wait for that. Wait, don't do other things. Don't put out tracks or start a building program or collect money. Wait for the gift. And then he said, for in a few days you will be baptized by the Holy Spirit. That whole idea of baptism, I think, is important. The use of the word baptism the idea of being immersed, being identified, being credentialed. Now, you remember that John the Baptist talked about the fact that he baptized with water, but the one coming after him, Jesus, would baptize in the Holy Spirit. Immerse us in the Holy Spirit. Help us to be completely empowered and filled by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Now, as we talk about this, does anything stir in you? It does in me. I want more. That's a good thing, by the way, of what Paul wrote in Ephesians 5, verse 18, that we can be filled with the Spirit over and over and over again. And I know that as I, as I read this, I want this more and more and lay claim to it as a promise. Oh, man, I just thought about Armin Gesswein, that great prayer warrior, been with the Lord for a lot of years. And he used to say, when you want something from God, find it in Scripture, put your fingers on there and pray it into your life. Well, I'm right now placing my fingers right here on Acts chapter 1, verse 5. You will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I'll let this happen again and again. Now, now Jesus didn't end it there. Because if you read on, what it says is this. When you do receive the Holy Spirit, you will receive power. A power will come upon you. A kingdom power. It, it won't simply be something of words. It won't be just a new message. There will be a power that enables us to step out and accomplish the ministry Jesus has called us to. Now, I may speak to this in more length at another time, but I want you to think about something. In Matthew 28, 
verses 18 to 20, when Jesus said, go and make disciples, he told his disciples to go and make disciples. And what did their disi- his disciples think a disciple was like? Well, my goodness, it would be somebody that was a follower and someone that was willing to sacrifice, someone that was willing to give, but also a disciple was someone who could operate in the power of the kingdom. Remember that? Luke 10. God gives them Jesus gives them authority to go and they preach the message and they, they, they cast out demons and they healed the sick. And so I am convinced that when they heard make disciples in their mind, they were looking for people that didn't simply have the right words or the right message, but people that were empowered the way they were empowered to combine the message of the kingdom with the ministry of the kingdom, which is why Paul talks again in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but a matter of power. And so Jesus says that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Okay, wait, anticipate, pray, be baptized in the Spirit, an experience, I'm sure in part, being filled, being immersed. And then you receive this power. But it's not a power for ourselves. It's a power to go out into the world as a witness, a person who has seen, who has touched, who has tasted, and now can tell and demonstrate the power of the kingdom. Now, there's a cause and effect relationship here that I'm sure I've brought up in the past, but I've got to bring it up again because I think it's important for us to note that Jesus says that when you do receive this power, you will be my witness. It's almost like a cause and effect relationship. You see, you're not going to be a witness simply because he told you to be a witness. You're not a witness simply because you love Jesus and want to do what he tells you to do. But you're a witness now because the power of God is with you. There's something different about you. You're, if you will, anointed. Your words go deeper. Your prayers make a difference. You you are a witness automatically, spontaneously, as the Holy Spirit fills you. And then Jesus says, "And, and go out and be my witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Wow, that tells us again that Jesus doesn't just want our neighborhood. He wants the whole world to be impacted by the gospel of the kingdom. And he sends us forth. And that should be our concern. That should be what causes our hearts to beat. That should be what causes us to sacrifice. Some people have gone to these other places to share the message and demonstrate the power. Others of us support those. Regardless, this idea of being a witness. A witness is someone who has seen, who was there, who has touched, who has tasted. And all of this is right here in these several verses at the beginning of the book of Acts. So important that we visit again and again. So I titled the book Untamed Christian, Unleashed Church. Untamed in that There is a whole unpredictability that happens as the Holy Spirit lands on us. Just as Jesus talked about in John 
chapter 3, the wind blows where it will. You don't know where it came from, where it's going, but you can't deny its presence. And that's what's to be true of us. And at times in our preoccupation and worries about things of this world, we need to be reminded to come back to something very, very basic. And that is that we are to be the people of the presence. And may the Holy Spirit fill us afresh. I want more. Do you want more? There is more. And it is my prayer that we can position ourselves with hearts open and even arms uplifted. We're still waiting, Lord. We want more. Thanks for telling us we can receive. Glad that we can receive over and over again. And may it be, Lord, that a fresh anointing makes us untamed and unleashes us with the extravagance of the Holy Spirit. Cause I can see the movement on the water And I can feel tides pulling stronger And I'm ready to go I'm ready to go Cause I read the stories Heard a sighting Spirit was moving, oh, it was so mighty. So I'm ready to go, and I'm letting go. Cause I just wanna catch the wind, I just wanna catch the wind. So I'm setting my sails, setting my sails. I just want to catch the wind I just want to catch the wind So I'm setting my sails Setting my sails Spirit, come blow through this place In your power and grace, oh Lord As we sing your praise and ask Seek your face, oh Lord. Spirit, come blow through this place in your power and grace, oh Lord. As we sing your praise and as we seek your face, oh Lord. I just want to catch the wind I just want to catch the wind So I'm setting my sails Setting my sails I just want to catch the wind I just want to catch the wind So I'm setting my sails